When it comes to commercial snow removal, look to Tovar Snow Professionals. With the largest snow and ice management fleet in the Midwest, Tovar delivers top-notch commercial sidewalk and parking lot clearing services, even in winter's worst weather conditions. With their 24-hour live office staff, certified meteorologists, and personal service, they are leaders in professional snow removal. To get a free estimate for snow removal on your site, go to baseball.tovarsnow.com or call 844-GO-TOVAR. That number again is 844-GO-TOVAR. Tovar Snow Professionals, Chicago's snowplowing leader. Tovar is an equal opportunity employer. We're Cubs fans helping Cubs fans at Stewart's Cubs Cave Parties. Everybody's in for giving back to those in need. We're going to Club 400. Club 400. We're going to Club 400. Club 400. We're going to Club 400 Radio. All right. John Connery here to tell you about one of the newest sponsors of the Club 400 podcast. Jepson's Malort. It is the unofficial beverage of Chicago, named for Swedish immigrant Carl Jepson, who brought the drink to America. While we can mostly all agree that Malort tastes, uh, um, unsavory, we can't all seem to agree the specific way in which the liquor ravages our taste buds. Malort tastes like fertilizer, except it doesn't grow on you. The wall of Malort at Nice Lounge in Wrigleyville. Or, Malort tastes like a baby aspirin wrapped in a grapefruit peel bound with rubber bands and then soaked in well gin. Sam Meckling, marketing director for Jepson's Malort, to Inked Magazine. And, it's like swallowing a burnt condom full of gas. Jason Sudeikis, character Gene in Drinking Buddies. Just a few of the descriptions of this indescribable taste sensation. Club 400 podcast is on the air. We made it. We made it. The election is over. We are still buddies. <laughs> yes, we are. Oh, and if you my. don't and if you don't believe us, you can read the recent article in the in the patch. True. That said relationship friends. <laughs> How's everybody doing out there? It's a pleasure to be back with my guy, William. Uh, The podcast, uh, it's been a crazy year. There's been nothing normal about this year, as with the timing of our podcast, right, William? That's correct. And, uh, you know, uh, I I just want to tell you guys something out there. Uh, The last six, seven months has been hell on everybody. We've all probably wished that we didn't have to go through any of this. I'm not talking just about the virus, but all the social media stuff and fighting with friends can we all get along william like oh, me and you because me and you yeah. we get along pretty good don't we, we do we should set the stage for the rest of the world or at least america yeah. let's let's let bygones be bygones and just all yeah. get along and i'm going to tell you guys something there's no doubt there's people out there that lost a friend through this or maybe, uh, you know, fighting with the relatives or whatever. You know what? It's so stupid, though, because like you said, up until this election, you didn't even care about politics. Yeah. 46 years, didn't pay attention to it at all. Yeah. At all. Zero. It wasn't in my in my life. And you know what? I think, you know, I obviously I follow you on social media and one of your posts said, tomorrow I'm going to get up and go to work and, you know, the sun's going to come out. And it's like, oh, yeah, it did. You know what? Believe it or not. 
we're all going to live through, you know, whoever was elected, we were all going to live through right. it all. So, I mean, you know what? You probably won't even notice who's the president, hopefully, probably really not. soon. Yeah, you know? hopefully really soon. Yeah. And uh, you'll just get back to your normal lives. But this stuff has been ingrained in our heads because of TV and social media. Well, and, you know, yeah. one thing is with the COVID is, you know, people aren't going out as much. Right. And they're sticking around home, and then if you're around home and you're not having people over, then you have a tendency to watch a little bit more TV, probably. And you know, right? It was something that was easy to get sucked into. I did. Oh, I mean, yeah. I was watching. I think we all every did. night. I think but everybody did. Yeah, we all did. And it just, and unfortunately, um, you know, we have a two-party system. I mean, there's obviously more parties out there, but in this particular election, it was just basically the Republicans and the Democrats. I think most of us would probably be in the middle if you you know if there right. was another party in the middle. Right. But the, the extremes have been so yeah, so much. Probably you know? five or ten people on five or ten percent of the people on each either side of the extremes, and right. that's what fed you know the different stations and the different opinions that people had and and all that. But you know, I just think back to like um, I mean, this is going way back, but like 1980 when Team USA won the Olympic hockey and like. It's it's stuff like that that needs to happen again now. We need to get back together. We need to be yeah. one America. Ooh, exactly. I should trademark that. One, one America. America. One America. Let's just all be friends again. I, I mean, mean, the tragedy of 9-11 uh, was you know, something we a, never w- wish would happen, but it did bond us all together. Like, I was starting to pull for the damn Yankees and the, right. and the, and the oh, Mets. You know? Me too, which I never have before <laughs> yeah. or after. Exactly. But during that time, yeah, we were all all pulling together and we were cheering for the Mets and the Yankees and America. I mean, that's right. what it was all that's what it was all about and I think the president at that time did a great job in helping to galvanize the country and bring us all together and, right. and all that kind of through thing. that strike right down the middle. Right. That was that was the, <laughs> that one of the best nice pitches pitch, ever. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, just so you guys know, Club for Honor is about Cubs Cub fans helping Cub fans. There's no politics here. We love all you guys. As long as you love the Cubs, and we'll let a few White Sox, Cardinal fans in once in a while. Well, right? a few. So, uh, actually, we are uh, down in Club 400 right now, getting ready to watch the Bears and Minnesota game. And I really, I mean, I know you're a Vikings fan. I'm a Bears fan. I'm a Bears season ticket holder. But, I mean, Nagy did give up the play calling, but I... Uh, I'm not really interested in the Bears this year for some reason. I mean, how about you, William? Are you into the Vikings you know, at normal? It's funny because we're probably more interested in it than most of America. This is a dog of a Monday night game, if you think about it. One team has what is what are the Bears five and four? Five and four, right? After starting oh. out five and one, yeah. So they, if they win tonight, they could be yeah, exactly. They they took a tailspin. I don't know yeah. what's what's the line tonight, William. Do you know? I do. The Vikings are favored by three and a half, which oh. is actually like six and a half because of the yeah, right. home game. But I don't know if that factors in as much. I haven't been doing a lot of gambling. So I could tell you what is on our agenda after we record this. We're going to eat chicken wings and drink beer on a Monday night and then probably f- wish we didn't right. Tuesday morning. You know Exactly. Maybe but, fall asleep in the second half of the game if it's as bad as it exactly. might be. So um, you guys kind of, most of everybody that listens to this podcast knows knows me and William. Some of us you might not know, but I thought it was very important. You know, um, this year has been, like I said, rough on everybody. It's been rougher on others. We'll talk about our RAS we're doing with uh, three women in the community that we're raising money for later. But I wanted to focus on you, William, uh, because you haven't had it 
too easy lately. Uh, and this goes back a while ago when, um, you know, Mia went into the hospital and then you could follow through with your father and everything like that. Uh, tell us what you've been going through, buddy. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think you said it best. Everybody's had stuff and everybody's stuff is different and it's all relative, you know, like other people's stuff everybody's got big stuff going on and to me the worst part about this whole pandemic is stuff that's related to hospitals or people being sick because they're doing it on their own now you can't go see them you know a lot of these places especially with with older people you you can't go in there and so knowing some people who actually have passed away because of COVID or something else, they're dying alone, and that's just sad. something that's sad. I mean, there's just, you know, no no doubt about that. But, yeah, we've had, you know, Mia was in the hospital, and then she came home, and then she fell, <laughs> broke like her. her At femur? first she thought it was her hip, and then it was her femur, and um, that's been a long road to recovery. She is, you know. I, she was in the hospital for over a week, wasn't it? Or almost a week. Yes, for the then, femur. Yes, and yeah. then well, that was yeah, that was the second time. Yeah, because she's been she in two or three times, right? right? Yeah, yeah, which is she's high risk as far as all this COVID stuff. So being in the hospitals stressful enough because of all the other patients, and you know, you're afraid that the frontline medical workers could get sick, and she can't really afford to get COVID. So we're trying to keep her isolated. So anyway. Um, you know, it's she can't. She's walking with a walker. She uh, shedded that a week or two ago in favor of a cane, and now she is actually doing some walking on her own without anything. So that's good. I mean, she's progressing. She actually went to the doctor today, and um, the guy who did the surgery, and and he said it's progressing really well. They did X-rays and stuff. So all good news on that front. And then, of course, um, I don't know about midway through. The pandemic during the summer, my dad got sick and had some respiratory stuff, and he was admitted into the hospital and then eventually went to a place for rehab, and it didn't look like he was going to get out of that place. Um, And that was very difficult for all of us because, you know, we couldn't see him. My mom especially, I mean, the, the most she could do is go to the place he was at and wave from outside a window, you know. Obviously, right. you can talk on the phone and stuff, but he wasn't very technologically savvy, so he wasn't doing any FaceTime or anything like that by himself. He usually needs somebody to kind of walk him through that. Anyway, um, a big, huge blessing for us. He actually unexpectedly got out of the rehab place and actually came home and I think he was home for about three months and then I started getting some phone calls that he was starting to go kind of downhill again pretty quickly and uh, he passed away about two weeks ago I think it is now somewhere in yeah. that neighborhood and and um, you know it's it sucks I don't know what other way to describe it it sucks losing a parent it's I was very very close to my dad um, got, you know, I feel like I'm the person I am today because of the w- things I've learned from him and leading his life. And, you know, he's just at the end of the day, as you sit back and think about it and analyze it, he's just a really good person. I don't think that about myself, but I think he was a really, really genuinely good, decent man. He was a really good husband. 
um, worked really, he always had two jobs. He worked really hard. So my mom didn't have to work so she could stay home and take care of her rug rats, me being one of them. And, and, um, you know, obviously going to be missed. I will say though, one thing that is a consolation is, and people say it all the time that, you know, at least he didn't suffer. This guy went in his freaking lazy boy chair. Nice. <laughs> yeah. And actually, Sign me up for it, will ya? That's where I'd like to go. <laughs> at the very end, you know, like the last hour or so, my mom's like, do you want to go to the hospital because his color was getting bad and stuff? And he goes, I'd rather just stay here if that's all right. <laughs> and, and, you know, that was that was... That was kind of the end. So, and you, you and your dad, uh, like so many families, you guys bonded through sports, right? I mean, we did. Yeah, yeah. actually, I, I got to at first. Tell me a good William, you know, father, your, yeah. your dad story. Uh, baseball, maybe include baseball in it, or, or yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. the top one that comes to your mind. You know. Yeah. So I was lucky enough. Uh, my, you met my brother Jimmy. He would probably not claim to feel as lucky as I did, but we both got to work with my dad for about. 12 years we worked for the minnesota twins and the minnesota vikings and that was really a unique i know you worked with your dad and that's a unique experience no matter and and we weren't you guys owned the company you know we worked for somebody else so it was it was interesting like one of my favorite lines he had was occasionally I get a little lippy and I'd be like, I have more seniority than you. <laughs> and he'd be like, till we get in the car. <laughs> so uh, one story was um, after, well, no, it was during while we were working there. Um, we got to know the players of the twins and their families pretty well. And um, one of our favorite players, everybody's favorite player from up there was Kirby Puckett. And so when Kirby got into the Hall of Fame, I was like, my, my mom and dad traveled maybe two or three times on a plane. <laughs> you know, they just didn't do that. My dad used to travel for work for a long period of time, but they never went. They went to Hawaii once and maybe Arizona once. And um, I'm like, I'm taking my dad to Cooperstown because he will appreciate that more than anyone I know. So I asked him. He was hesitant, of course, but then... He's like, yeah, you know what? I'd like to bring one of my brothers, too. And I said, oh, you know what? I'll bring one of my brothers as well. So my brother Jimmy and I went with my dad and his brother and um, stayed for like four days. And we had one day where we weren't at Cooperstown. You could stay at Cooperstown as a baseball fan for a week. Have you been there? Oh, yeah, I've been there. Okay. I was there when Ron Santa was inducted. Okay. So you can, it's yeah. the best during induction weekend. Oh, yeah. But you can, you could stay there for a week if you're a baseball fan and you still won't see everything. But um, we had one day where we like decided we're just going to do something different. Um, so we were driving somewhere and we took out, pulled out the maps because that's what you had to have back then. And we realized we were halfway between New York city the bronx and boston and they were both at home so they were both playing home games we're like let's go to a game so we decided to vote and my dad growing up his favorite baseball player was ted williams he was on boston so he voted for boston his brother voted for boston i voted for boston i just wanted to go to that park and my brother jimmy wanted the yankees so he lost lost three to one but uh we went there had the it was 
awesome. Just totally awesome. And I actually just recently got pictures from that. So, so that was pretty fun. And you, uh, t- tell you, I asked you the other day, but tell us to the audience, your dad had a couple nicknames, uh, he did, yeah. Can you tell us uh, what yeah. those nicknames were and why you got those nicknames? Yeah, the the ones that I know, I'm sure there's others, but one was his main one was Bones. And originally that was just his brothers that called him that, and then that trickled over to uh, we started calling him that after a while. But that came from um, my dad had four brothers, and the five of them were all pretty big at one point. And when I say pretty big, kind of like me, not – Super big, but big stomach. <laughs> that was it. And all he, belly, right? All belly, all beer. And he was the skinniest of the five, so they called him Bones, and that stuck with him. There was another story we read in a, a newspaper article um, from the 50s or whatever. He played baseball. He played what would be considered now semi-pro baseball. He was really, really good. And um, there was an article written about their team in the like Minneapolis paper or something. And we got a hold of an article and it referred to him as speedy Tom Guerin, which is so funny because I know for as far as my brother's concerned and myself and my son, everyone in our family is like Uber slow, <laughs> like piano on the right. back slow. And he was kind of like the McVickers. Yeah. Speedy Tom Guerin. So he, he was that. And then, uh, I think there was a third one I wrote about, and I don't remember what it was now. Oh, Ticket ticket, Tom. Oh, ticket. yeah, yeah. We'll call Tommy. We'll call oh, Tommy. That was the best. So. <laughs> yeah, you're going to leave the best one out. <laughs> yeah. We'll call Tommy. <laughs> so we were working, like I said, for the Twins and Vikings, and when we first started, he – well, I started in the ticket office as well, but he was working in the in the ticket office, and right away they put him at the will call window, and everyone started calling him will call Tommy. Well, the best was – during the 1987 World Series. Ah, you got to tell the story. I was going to ask you to tell the story. He got, he would be the one when players didn't use their tickets, they would send them back. You know, they'd come back and go, here, I've got eight tickets left over or whatever. And then he'd have tickets. So, you know, like think about trying to get a World Series ticket at the last minute. You couldn't do it. Well, my sister was working there as well. And we each had a list of friends that, we gave to my dad and he would go off his list first and then, you know, go to his first person. If he got tickets back and he would call him and say, I got two tickets. If you want them, you got to get here in 30 minutes or less. And then he'd go to my list and then he'd go to my sister's. And then at one point he called me and I was working on the other side of the stadium and he called me and he's like, do you have one really good friend? And I'm like, I'm kind of busy, you know? Yeah. I have lots of one really good friends. And he goes, no, I mean a really good friend. And I'm like, Okay, what, what what do you got? And he goes, I have a ticket. They put seats on the field that weren't regularly there. I had he had one ticket, um, which is by itself, which is tough tougher to get rid of. Right, fifty dollars. Not for the World Series, though. <laughs> Game seven. Game seven. Yeah, of the World Series. It was two seats away from August Bush the third. Wow. So that was somebody's big shot ticket that was supposed to go. Correct. That game. Yeah, yes. Right. So. I thought about it for a while, and I'm like, you know what? I was I used to collect memorabilia and stuff, and I'm like, and back then they had tickets where you, you know you ripped them in half when you walked in. I'm like, I could get a ticket for, for the game bucks, yeah. in the front row for fifty bucks. The souvenir itself was worth fifty bucks, right? So I got it, and then I went back to work, and then I told a couple buddies, I'm like, here's the deal. 
I'm going to sit in the seat first and second inning. You get it third and fourth. You get it fifth, sixth. I get it seventh, eighth, ninth because I paid for it. And we're going to all cover for each other. So we'll tell my boss that. No way. That's such a great plan. <laughs> we like, oh, yeah. Respect. He's, a, he's out running uh, programs to somebody. Well, the best part was they won. And the first baseman for the Twins jumps up in the air. And I'm under his arm. I mean, literally, I'm on the field. So, is there pictures? Right there. I do have a yeah. picture. I got to see yeah. that picture. I'll post it too. Yeah, post that thing. picture, please. I want to see that. But they're watching in the department I worked in. Now, my dad went from the ticket office to the novelties department. That's where I worked. And they're standing there with my boss, and they saw me on the closed circuit TV. <laughs> It's totally busted, <laughs> but it didn't matter. It was they just won. They won in the that, World that, Series that, for the first time ever. Yeah, and that yeah. kind of was washed yeah, underneath that the went carpet. Away. Yeah, yeah. Right, right, yeah. That so. was so yeah, good memory there. That was a cl- that's a classic story, man. Yeah. That's you know, knowing the right person. That's Tommy half, that's, Yeah, Tommy Wilcox. But I I've had at least in the last two weeks at least twenty five people reach out and say. Oh my God! Your dad was so great. He got me World Series tickets in '87. Like people don't forget that, right, right. and and they were always great seats because they were players that gave them back, you know. Yeah. So anyway, legend. I was thinking about tonight. We're sitting here, uh, like I said, about ready to watch the game, and you you had uh, uh, kind of like a, a tradition that with you and your dad, didn't you? Yeah, when I was well, it started when I was growing up. Um, I just became very interested in. He was interested in all sports. I became very interested in football. I remember it was painful. I had to watch all-star wrestling for a long time, and I didn't know who anybody was, and he just loved that. And then I started liking it after a while. But we'd watch football. We actually, he would take us to, my uncle owned a bowling alley, and he had a big screen TV back when nobody had big screen TVs. And so we'd go to this bowling alley, and I got to get behind the bar and pour Cokes and stuff, and occasionally I'd throw a shot or something in there. And, <laughs> and uh, so we – No. Yeah, I know. It's hard to believe. <laughs> and then my uncles actually would take me. They had stale season tickets. They'd take me to a bunch of games. So I was going to games when I was about six, seven years old. And then um, – Anyway, I moved here to Chicago when I was, I don't know, 25 years ago or something like that. And whenever I was, prior to that, when I was at home, I'd always watch the game at my dad's house. We'd watch it together and stuff like that. And so I started calling them after each game. And so funny. I mean, they could win 45 to nothing and he would bitch about something. Yeah, their field goal kicker missed a kick, though, or so, you know, something <laughs> like that. He never, he never would buy into the hype. Of course, he was totally right because they haven't won anything in 50 years. But, um, yeah, I called him after every game and, uh, so I'm still fine tuning, you know, yeah. a new new tradition. Maybe I'll call my mom. You just gotta call your mom. Yeah. I told her yeah. she's got to watch the game. We, yeah. She might be getting a call. You might be waking her up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> And I, so. never, I never met your dad before. Uh, I wish I, I wish I could have. And um, you know, one day I, I want to go out to your hometown and meet meet your mom. But uh, your dad, all I know about your dad is he raised one hell of a son. So wow. you know, I appreciate you know. that. But he, and I, I will give him credit. He actually raised five good kids. And and um, yeah, Jimmy. His, I met Jimmy. He's uh he might be my favorite. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, well, he's, he's mine. I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't blame you for that. He's a lot nicer than I am. And he's exactly different from William. He's tall and <laughs> like tall very skinny. skinny. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, you guys sure your brothers? Are you guys kidding me? <laughs> yeah, the five of us don't look. My sisters look a little alike, but yeah. we don't. We look like there's some milkman involved somewhere along the, the way there. What was your, What was your dad's favorite beer? 
you know, back in the day, because he stopped he stopped drinking about thirty years ago. Okay. But um, he used to drink like Olympia. <laughs> he oh, really? would drink all the really cheap, <laughs> shitty stuff, natural light. You know, just well, crap. I'm gonna go grab the. Oh, actually, I have some Bush Light in the fridge. I'm gonna yeah. grab one of those, and we're gonna yeah. do it on right. your, your, your dad tonight. All, all right? right, I all right. like so, some of that. But yeah, God, God bless his dad, and uh, he'll be watching over William and. And I'll uh, club four hundred, and he'll be saying, "Toss one back for me, will you?" Yeah, I'm sure he will. <laughs> I'm sure he will. But yeah, I wanted to uh, uh, go into our Raz, which uh, we started yesterday. Um, very actually, uh, I mean, t- to raise twenty thousand uh, dollars, I question it, but I think we can still do it. We sold oh, like about seventy eight hundred dollars worth of uh, line so far, and we have. Um, oh, 600 more to sell basically so uh we're gonna get it done yeah we'll get it done you know we have strategies we put it on the club 400 public page which will always remain there so if you haven't bought a spot go ahead and um uh, we put it on my page today then we're gonna rotate it to the girls pages uh katie johnson is um i actually her her, her mother stopped in and sister stopped in the breakers yesterday i was so happy oh, that's nice to say thank you for yeah. what we were doing a pleasant surprise um i'm actually invited katie's family over here around christmas time just those guys come over here for a cocktail or two so um looking forward to meeting the whole family uh tiffany Sorensen, um who uh she stopped by yesterday too with her husband jeff i used to work with jeff at jewel and mchenry back oh in the wow day. yeah small world yeah, yeah, yeah so um and then lisa laporte uh she works at chris lake brewery uh great person great awesome you know you know lisa's the type of person you meet and you like her right away you just she's a magnetic personality all three of these girls are going through breast cancer right now and they're actually in pivotal times of the breast cancer treatment like they're all i actually hooked them up on a uh, on a group chat on fa- uh, tw- on uh, uh, fa- facebook as, as in a group and now they're all talking in there, like, you know, okay. they're, they're t- oh, nice. sharing some notes and stuff. So. Yeah, that's great. So, yeah, so it's kind of cool, you know, to put those girls in touch because that, that would be somebody you'd want to talk to when you're going through something like that. Uh, someone's going through the same thing. And also, Mike Gomel, uh, his charity, we've talked about it. We've had him on the show, Joey's Song, um, very similar charity to ours. Uh, he, uh, he raises uh, money through music to hype, help uh, fight epilepsy, so... And he had a big event planned this year up in Madison, and it, of course, got... Shout out to Josh Clark, if you're listening, buddy. I just thought of him, because he lives out in Madison. Oh, okay. Yeah, so. Oh, I have a clip, but I don't remember where it is. <laughs> you know, the shout out. Oh, the shout thing. out. Yeah, yeah. yeah right. Uh, anyway, Mike um, had his event derailed, not canceled, derailed, because he had to switch it from... And I, I missed it. You went last year. I missed going for some reason, but this event um, was virtual, and yes. we actually watched it here. Great job. Amazing. He's got... HD quality. He's got amazing... Well, yeah, the quality of it was amazing. He's got... He's connected. Well, yeah, he's, he's got some... He got. He's went to college. I got the backstory when he was here last time. Okay. He went to college and is really good friends with the guy that basically started Nirvana and has carried through with the Foo Fighters. 
Okay. That's a good place to start. That's a good you place. Know, yeah. That's like that'd be like you knowing like Eddie Vedder, you know, yeah, or something exactly. like that. One of these days, we'll I know. One here. of these days, but back to the Raz. I was looking through the list of prizes, and do you have a count on how many there? are? There's like over 160 prizes in this thing, but and all kinds of different stuff. Yeah, let's point out a couple things just because. Yeah. We got to get people excited about this because this is okay. So it's $20 for a ticket. Yeah. And like, like I said, 100%. Our plan of attack is to give each person and Mike's cause $5,000 a piece. Now, yeah. if you do the math on the lines, you're going to see 1,000 lines at 20 bucks. Do the math. That's 20,000 bucks. Right. We're not making a penny on this. I want to thank everybody who donated stuff. Uh, without you, we would not be able to put together this prize list. And I'm just going to be frank and honest with you. There's not $20,000 worth of stuff in this Raz. That was never to be the point. The point was, was we could have simply run a GoFundMe page just to raise the 5,000 bucks. But I like this idea a little bit better uh, because, um, you know, you're throwing in 20 bucks, but you got a shot to win something really awesome, you know? And there's so many cool things in here, like the grand prize. Can you tell us a little bit about that sign? You know what? That was the thing. When I, if I was doing things with some more people, like uh, we wanted to get this thing out before, like, Thanksgiving. But I have some pictures that I will post of this unbelievable sign that was donated uh, through a guy who bought it in an auction previously. And okay. I don't have his name in front of me right now, but it was through Lisa. Okay. This thing's huge. This Larry thing, Stevens. Hey, Larry Stevens. Uh, so he out. donated. This thing is, man, it's huge. It would be the centerpiece for your man cave. That's really cool. Yeah. And that's one of the things. Like, we pretty much dropped this razz yesterday with, you know, there is a lot of gift cards, but, you know, those work, especially nowadays. We can mail, oh. those, we can mail those out, you know. And we have cash giveaways too. Yeah. yeah, Chuck yeah. Wolf, by the way. Danny, yeah, I know Chuck Wolf came through big time. Wow. Danny Rocket is going to write a parody song for you. Did you hear about that? No. Uh, yeah, so he'll he'll write you a two minute parody song of whatever you want him to write about. Wow, there's a TV in here too. There's two TVs two in TVs? there. Yeah, there's two TVs in there. Uh, we also have a Crystal Lake Brewery tour that we I always like the experiences. You know what I want to win. I say this because then I jinx myself and I won't win it for sure. But isn't there a, a tour and like party right here? Yeah, Club 400? Club 400, a little tour, party. <laughs> Could you beer, imagine? Drinking? Can so, you imagine if I won that? That would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to step my game up. I don't know what we'd do. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be just like tonight. <laughs> if you remember the last time we were here, I thought that's about as high as you could step it, you know? <laughs> true no but anyway this is just so true uh, by the way so many people involved uh we got to give a shout out i gotta find this clip we got to give a shout out to um jason weisenberg tell you what bill watts too we have some of uh he, he did this chicago lighted up sign Oh, yeah. It's really cool. I'll, I'll post that picture, too. He donated the Chicago Bears one that lights up. Oh, that's Really cool. nice. And we got some nice autograph memorabilia. We got an Alec Mills no-hitter inscribed that's centers. That's really cool. But go ahead. Hit your, uh, who's this? Here are tonight's special shout-outs. <laughs> we got to have to get one to Jason. Jason. So Jason, oh, Jason Weisberg. Yes. Yeah, so Breakers. Jason. Crystal Lake, Illinois. Go check them out. Breakers. He's giving away a bunch of gift cards and stuff like that, but he's also, uh, you know, I would say you and he are the ones that kind of put this on and collecting prizes and, you know, utilizing his restaurant for meetings and giving out the prizes and stuff like that. And so I don't mean to swing this in another direction, but Jason, I was with him yesterday and we we're talking about gift cards and stuff and him donating. But are you the type of guy that gets gift cards and don't use them? 
or do you tend to use them? Because my wife's got a container upstairs. We could eat for the next use? month for free. <laughs> really? Like, I want, I was going to go buy some cologne the other day. I go, I bet there's a JCPenney one in there. Sure enough, I pull out a $50 JCPenney. Nice. I'm like, oh, I go, we'll get some cologne. I don't have to pay yeah, for it. Yeah, you don't think about them. If, if, well, that's my thing. If I don't use it right away, I don't. I well, tend to not well, think about it. That's what Jason said. Like, he didn't give me a percentage, but he's like, oh, any restaurant will give you a $25 gift certificate, but half of them never get used. Right. You know? People just, but it's true because if you go upstairs, Lisa never them, uses yeah. her shit. You yeah. Know? So well, and it's also, I mean, when you see this list, I think it speaks well of of you if you're giving something away. You well, know, that was the thing we wanted. Says. Like, you, if you notice, uh, you know, there's rep- repetitive stuff in there, but uh, we wanted to give out as many prizes as possible. And usually, if you threw in twenty bucks, you're gonna, and if you win, you're gonna get twenty bucks plus back. You know, so. Uh, and the fact that, you know, like I said, 100% is going yeah, to the cost. Which there's, is, there's, no lo- there's nobody losing here. And that's why, uh, I mean, if you buy 20 spots and don't win, then I guess you lost. But you'd still not yeah, you no. lose because you donate oh, money to the charity. You're donating the money. If you just look exactly. at it, there's a signed home Fergie Jenkins jersey. That was don- donated by Mike. Yeah, that yeah, was donated right. by Mike. That's pretty cool. Yeah, there's all kinds so, of stuff in some there. Some Club 400 beer in there, I yeah, see. Yeah, we got six packs. We got cases. Uh, Looking forward to that. Yeah, Crystal Lake Brewery. Um, you know, I think I should maybe drop some news for 2021. Oh. I don't have all the specific details. Really? But you could. Uh, to add to our little beer, you know. Well, you know what I like to drink. I like to drink vodka. I'm a vodka guy. So, yeah, we're going to have our own labeled vodka for 2021 nice. and you know what it was one year too late it should have been in 2020 buddy yeah it should have been <laughs> except 2020 has been so shitty you know maybe you want to wait till 2021 i, I went to yeah, sales yeah, and success yeah. of that well yeah we'll, we'll probably drop it next summer uh well i i yeah last time i went to the binnies right you know the the, the, the handles of vodka right right I was going to pick up the Tito's, and, I, and then I saw a case, and I'm like, screw it. I'm just buying the whole case. That's 2020. I need the whole case. Just, <laughs> the case. Six handles, dude. Wow. It was like 200-something bucks. You save money like that, but yeah. you also know you have a problem when you buy it like that, too. Well, you know. <laughs> but we go through a lot you, of vodka here at Club 400. You'll, so. you'll, either you have a problem or you have a man cave, so it's so, one or the other. Real quick, for the people out there that don't know what a Raz is, let me simplify it for you. It's pretty much like a strip card. What is a strip card? That's where you put your money. Uh, you put your not name on the line. Club, strip not, not, card. Yeah, strip card. Did yeah. I say strip club? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> strip card. Uh, so you basically put your number on a line. So in this case, there's a thousand lines. And then a computer randomly uh, uh, randomizes the names. And you, it, the first thing is decided through the computer is how many rounds, and then it mixes it that many times. And the only ma- round that matters is the end. Now, if you go on our page and you really want to see how this works, if you go to our last Raz, which I believe was for, was for Chris Winters, um, go check it out. There's a video on there, and um, you can see exactly. Shows the random. Yeah, sh- it shows them how it works, yeah. So. Yeah, just so you know, too, you don't have to pick a number. You just. Yeah, you, you just let them know how many tickets you're buying, and you're kind of assigned your original. It's like a raffle spot. ticket. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like a raffle ticket. Right. And uh, so, yeah, we're selling lines right now, all kinds of crazy good stuff in there. And uh, we're, the pickup will probably be at Breakers. Um, but first, we got to sell it out. So, yeah, it's hopefully a, it's in a, the it's next a, we'll few do it. days. We should do yeah. it by maybe 
I would say by hopefully by the end of the week. Yeah, we'll do it. So, so that you just go to our Facebook page, any yeah. of the Club Four Hundred Facebook yep. pages. By the way, if you want to go to the Club Four Hundred page, that's why that's where we're running it right now. I'm also running it on my page, Stuart McVicker page on Facebook, and then yeah, we'll probably carry it through some other pages, including Breakers page. Yeah. And, you know, so but um, great. But yeah, great, so great let's do it, man. I, we need all your guys's help out there. And you know what, William? This is important. This is very important. And I didn't really think about it, you know, because this year has been kind of weird. And it seems like, you know, two days is like, I mean, right. It just seems like forever. Like, well, and what's crazy about this, I mean, I know it's been a lot of work. It's always a lot of work. It seems like it's not that much work, but you're on the phone, you know, day and night before these things and probably after them and all that. But $20,000 without having an event. I know. That's crazy. It's crazy. It's and, great. And what I was thinking about was I started doing the, some rough math. Um, and, you know, that was kind of cool. Uh, there was an article that was pu- published yesterday, right, on the patch? Yeah. And I didn't know William did this, but he submitted me for some, something, right, William? Yeah, it was like people, it, it was supposed to be positive stories in the community and stuff right. about people who are doing good things. Or so something. when I originally saw it, I thought it was like an old article. Oh. And then, like, I didn't know it, it right away. Yeah, it had an old picture. Yeah. So I thought someone was reposting it. And then I read it, and I was like, oh, my God, it's so awesome. Because this is the truth. We sell this Raz out. We will have hit a half a million dollars. Yeah. And I, I think I, was I like, counted that. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I know. Well, that was what, <laughs> the amazing that it, why that meant a lot to me was because you put it out there in a public forum for the first time. But we will actually have, have you know, we did the $17,000 uh, plus change for Zach Hartman, and then we did the 10000 for the winners and the Amor, Amor earlier this year. So, I mean, if this all pans out, and trust me, we've donated a lot of stuff to other things, you know, easily $70,000 a year this year. Right. Um, and that would take us to the half million mark, and I, I can't which, tell you how. Is, that's, that's a landmark. That's, a, that's like a – I've never been – happy about hitting a number up, up till this number right here because it's yeah, a big it's halfway big there and um and i was like i don't really want it to end yet so right. uh, i'm like slow the process i don't down. think <laughs> like we're gonna end it anyways no but uh, it might just be well, measured gotta, differently yeah you know? you it gotta, might be measured differently but you could you'll get a new nickname like the million dollar giver or something yeah <laughs> you know when <laughs> we do when there. we do the million dollar party which i think we'll do the million dollar party the party after we crack the nine hundred hundred mark okay and that's going to be the huge the big one the big you know one. that's going to be the one that's probably across the street or and somewhere in lake and the, Hills and the park amazing district, thing yeah. is we might not know who even is on the cubs at that time i know <laughs> i know it sounds like they're blowing that whole thing up now we'll see it's, well that's what we'll, we'll talk about next but william thanks for doing that for me and uh yeah you guys we'll hit the half million mark this year i, I can't tell you how excited I am to, 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 to be able to say that, you know, because when I picked a million dollars, I was like, you crazy? But it seemed like it was a challenge, you know? Right. You know, I should have said $400,000, so we would have been done. Right. <laughs> but it wouldn't be as much fun, and we're not helping out people that way. So we'll just continue to do what we're doing as long as God lets us to. So we'll just keep moving in the right direction. But, yeah, big news today uh, in, the, in the media, at least, regarding our Chicago Cubs. Everyone's available, William. Including Javier Baez. They're basically saying, make us an offer. Right. You know? I can't imagine. <laughs> I mean, they'd have to give you the, you know, the moon. Right. Yeah. I just don't see it happening. Uh, 
I do expect moves to be made. I expect this. I mean, you can't go in with the same looking team for next year. Well, you know, what's funny is I was looking at the list of all the free agents and all these guys, which I guess we knew at the time, are all free agents at the same time. You know, they all came up together for the most part, and they're all free agents, you know. Right. And so it was bound, something was bound to happen because they're all free agents that are going to get paid. The problem I see is the last couple of years, I think they've underperformed a little bit, you know. They're not hitting like somebody who deserves to make that kind of money, you know, should be hitting. A lot of those guys didn't hit, you know, last year. and Even the aforementioned Javi Baez. And, and we're also entering unseen territory with the owners losing as much money as they've lost. Yeah, and I mean. The free market, there hasn't been much movement in the market. It hasn't yet some minor things going on. It's going to be an interesting offseason, and I don't think it will have anything to do with the word hot. It'll yeah. be probably a lukewarm stove. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or a lot of players not happy because they're not getting They're not going to get the big money. Yeah. No, there'll probably be a lot of one-year deals, so it might be. Baseball might be crazy for the next couple of years. You know what? I think you make a great point, and I think you hit the nail on the head. Because right now, you're looking at, you know, it looks promising with the vaccines announced and everything like that. But, you know, you got to roll them out, and you got to give it some time. But it looks promising that there will be at least some fans in the ballpark starting in 2021. But to what extent, you'll never know. And how do you plan ahead? How do you budget that? And it doesn't doesn't feel today. Now, we, we have no idea. Because this could change, like you said, in a month. It doesn't feel like today that they're going to have op- wide open and you can fill the Wrigley Field every game. I'm hearing season tickets. I, I through one of the panels at the season uh, ticket hold. If you're season ticket holder, they've do, they done some private panels for you. Yeah, and with different people throughout the year. Um, but they're hoping that they can get the season ticket holders in there. Uh, minimal. Next year. That's and, why if you are. Do you if, know, do you know you, how many seasons? I, I, I would have or? to say there's at least between 25 and 30 season ticket holders. Maybe, maybe I'm. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. 20, no, no, I think 25,000, right around oh, 25,000. And that could be high. And the. Because I, I think there's the a lot. capacity, 37? Uh, you get 40 plus in there. 40 plus, yeah. okay. 42, 43, you know. Okay. Including uh, you can, I've standing seen room only? Well, that includes everything, yeah. Yeah. So. Not the rooftops. So, okay, so they want to get they want to get well. I guess I would say, as we've been questioning some of the decisions made about the COVID since the beginning, um, like what makes sense and what doesn't make sense. I guess to me, if there were twenty seven thousand people in there, why not just open it up to forty thousand? Right. You can't social distance with twenty seven thousand people. No, that's just dumb. Yeah. So who and again we have no idea we can't even pretend to predict because this thing's been very unpredictable. I mean we might get this vaccine in the uh, next they month. Yeah, in the next month or two, right? Yeah, and and I'm hearing that's going to go you know to a lot of people who are you know really sick and need it, and then it might be like the summer before they. Right. The problem with the vaccine, the biggest problem I've heard is they got to keep it at this crazy freezing temperature. Yeah, I heard that. And not many places are set up to be able to do that. So there's some logistics right. that are, are happening, and, Put, but we'll figure it out. Putting you know? p- politics aside, yeah. you know, scientists overall 
for them to be able to do this in that quick amount of time, it's crazy, unbelievable. And it's, then you get then you got one at ninety and one ninety at four point five. I mean, right. I mean, that's crazy. That's unbelievable. Yeah. So, so uh, cats off there. We should all. Yeah. We well, should all you know celebrate what? It that. was it was a good thing. Uh, uh, they invested in that, you know, because that was shit. If we don't right. have that right now, we don't have a lot of hope, you know. If we right. don't have that, that's given us some hope. It's given us some hope. You know, I said the other day, I see a little light at the end of the tunnel, possibly. So, and, th- and you know what? It's going to take some patience, and you know, probably a few, three, four, five more months. But and we got to get kids back into school. Yeah, I mean that's a that's a given. I know. I was talking to Sarah the other night. I was out with her, Sarah Flanagan. They've had two suicides in the last month at her school. Ugh, two suicides. I didn't even know. I didn't, you don't hear about that stuff. No, you, know? you don't. But unfortunately, yeah, it's happening special you know, more than out. you know. Shout out to Sarah Flanagan. Sarah Flanagan. We had a great time. You know, yeah, you don't hear you don't hear a lot about that. Um, or depression or anxiety. You know, I, I didn't even know what anxiety was myself until this year. And I was like, oh, that's anxiety. I feel it. Yeah. You know, I never felt it before. I just now it's. So it's that's real. A big deal. It's real. Oh, it's real, yeah, and yeah. it's a big deal. And I've had like nights where, you know, I couldn't sleep. You know. Yeah. And I mean, some people get to the point where they can't breathe. Yeah. Which is scary, you know. And and you know what? Let's be honest. This is just all scary stuff. I know. I mean, people have been in and out of work. This is the most people that are unemployed since the Great Depression. You know, so people aren't back to work yet you know i think it's slowly increasing but who knows now they're talking about another shutdown i mean who knows what's going to yeah. happen but you got you got economics that you're worried about you got the health of your family that you're worried about it's a disaster having kids not in school kids need school they need the social emotional stuff they need all parts of school but you know, I see the other side too. Like you want to keep them safe as well. So, you know, kids aren't aren't playing sports. That's a huge thing for kids. Damn. You know, I mean, I, I was telling the I don't know who it was the other day, but I mean, it's not true. But you almost like almost everybody lost. Well, a, not because there's so many good things that happened this year, but we all kind of lost a year of our life in, in a one way, oh, in, yeah. in, a, in a one way or manner. I mean, we haven't been able to live the normal way that we. Have, it just seems so natural and normal, right? You know? And like, like I said, I still like what I'll always remember about 2020 is going down to Wrigley Field on a Saturday, Cubs versus White Sox. It's four o'clock. I'm walking down Clark Street, and there's no one there. <laughs> yeah, that's like a damn nightmare, right? But I was living it. That's like, though, that sums up you and I. I'm, I'm glass half full. My memory of 2020 is going to be you and I in Arizona for spring oh, training Jesus. like a week before gone. I wish we didn't have to leave today because they still got three spring training games left. Oh, yeah, we'll be at Wrigley Field before you know it. Or will exactly. we? Or will we? Man, we went out with a bang last year in Arizona. Yeah. Started off with a bang when I hurt my, hurt my back. And uh, but no, never, it and never looked back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we, we got through it for sure. But uh, but yeah, no, it's been rough on all you guys. I want you guys to try to stay positive, you know, and you know, see the light because now we have light. We didn't have light for a while, so now we got light. Right? We got some light. Yeah. So, and you know, what we're gonna do. We're gonna commit to right now because I know this has all been on me for the most part, a little bit you, but mostly me. 
we are going to commit to doing banging out shows more frequently so we can provide at least some entertainment. Something, yeah. Something. We'll give you something. Yeah, I mean, it's just been a, it's been a it's rough free. go. It's been a rough go, but we're having fun. We always have fun when uh, we get together and uh, we can just chat like we had tonight. Tonight, really no topic, but yeah, just covering some things that we wanted to talk well, about we with also, you guys. We also get the, you know, the social media stuff on one hand is a huge pain in the ass, but on the other hand, it's great. And just to see people posting stuff, I miss you guys and sending pictures and stuff. And it's like, yeah, we got to get through this, man. We can't get through this thing fast enough. I know. I mean, if, if, if we had a choice of shutting down for three months, no, let's say two months, three is a long, that's a long time. I know two months, everything shut down except essential things with some kind of guarantee that it would be over then. Or, you know, as close to over as you're going to get. I'd do that. I would do it under the, everybody's got to shut down. Everybody has to do it, yeah. Because it's like, you can't let some businesses prosper. like Right. Like, you know, grocery stores and stuff. But everybody's got to be on the same playing field. Exactly. You, that, that's the, that's key, the most that's the, important That's the key thing. part, right? Yeah. yeah. That's the key part. That's the hard part of that's it That's where all. we haven't been able to get to for a while. Yeah. But anyway. Any, anything else, William, you want to cover before we order those chicken wings? <laughs> No, I mean, uh, we'll be we're gonna we're planning to be back here next week. Uh, so oh yeah, we'll be back. Yep, and uh, we have a huge. I am oh, so fired oh, up. We, oh, we got to bring this up. Well, I don't think we're gonna just say who it is, but we have oh. a show. I'll say this: we have a show that's been. I'll, and you spent how many hours editing the show? Probably eight. So eight far. hours I'm not, editing the show, done. and um, it's an hour and a half show. Ah. But here's what I'm going to say. We started talking about this show the day we started talking about doing a show. Exactly. That's how long this one's been in the pot cooking. So, yeah. And I haven't heard it, any of it yet, but... You, but you were there. So, I was there. Yeah. So, no, this is, this is going to be great. It's obviously... Uh, you know, we, we like to have guests on. I think we stuff. captured... I think we captured... Uh, yeah. This, a soul. And when you soul. talk about timeless radio this is going to be a timeless one and the timing on it was was about as good as well as as good as we could get let's say that but good timing i'll tell you what i'm glad we did that and uh we we got her we, we got her we got her, oh, oh, there's, we got her. A, there's a there's a little clue we got her, we got we got her. her. <laughs> so, so definitely we'll be on the lookout for that episode yes uh i can't wait to hear it myself I mean, that, that's one I'll probably go back to and listen from time to time. Yeah, definitely. So, um, all right, guys. Well, enjoy uh, enjoy your week. Uh, be happy. Think positive. Uh, we will get together soon here drinking cold beers, and I guarantee you I'll probably offer you a Jaeger shot. And, uh, yeah, we just got to see the light at the end of the tunnel, guys. You take care, and it was a great time talking to William tonight. Let's go Cubbies in 2021. Tonight, let's go Bears, right? Bear down. <laughs>